You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Wig Hackers with Daniel Coy, your number one podcast for wig hacking to help you work smarter, not harder. You get a look behind the scenes at what goes on the hair side of the entertainment industry. You never know where my rants will go, so stay tuned. Hey guys, welcome back to the Wig Hackers podcast with your host, Daniel Coy. So I have like... This one is gonna like give you so much information that I'm more excited to learn along with you for this one. So today my guest is the intentional Instagram for stylist with Jenny Brown. I need like an air whistle or something to go because I always, you know. Um, so welcome to the show, first and foremost. I know it's been a very quick fall in love relationship. I think us as Libras just fall in love very quickly. Um, So I fell in love with you since like day one. Um, But let's tell the audience like what, what it is that is intentional Instagram. Do you know what I mean? Like let's, let's dive in because so many people need this. Like this is the first thing like guys that you're listening, um, take notes, get this, this is going to be the one. Okay, so take take notes, replay it, because there's gonna be so much information, and I'm taking notes as we're doing this as well. So give a little your your, your little overview. Well, first of all, the feeling is so mutual. Um, you are amazing, and I'm so happy we connected. Um, and secondly, so basically, intentional Instagram is having an intention behind using Instagram. So why are you using the platform? What is, what is it that you're hoping to achieve? Because I think so often we get so wrapped up in like the vanity metrics and the someone unfollowing us from 3000 miles away when we're really just trying to get clients in our chair that we get discouraged and we get, we get kind of driven away from why we're actually using the platform. So that's why um, my approach to Instagram, I start with where, who you are, who you want to help, who you want to impact, and then what it is that you want to achieve with your Instagram marketing strategy. So that's how it's a little bit different. I, I can teach you how to, you know, get a million likes on a post and all the Instagram, like IG hacking stuff, but there's lots of other people that are doing that too. My approach is slightly, slightly different, so. Yeah, so what, um, I mean, how do you talk to your client about changing that mentality from, uh, you know, vanity matrix, which is so incredibly, I think it's hurtful in the world, but how do, how do you get to change, help, help your client change that mentality into like content driven, right? Cause that's, that's, that's literally like you are about the content and the, the, the copy, the words. How do you help someone? Like, say for me, for example, you know, because I'm very much a vanity person as much as I don't like to say yet. But, um, you know, that's the only reason why I would post certain things, you know. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, well, let's be clear. We're all a little vain. <laughs> Myself included. Um, so, so I think the first thing is to just, again, I just think it really goes back to figuring out why. And I think at the end of the day, like when we are, we're talking specifically about, you know, people in the beauty business using the platform to 
build revenue. That is what I, that is what I teach. And that it's so in that specific instance, it's like, okay, so what's more important, you know, the, the likes or like the money in your bank account. Oof. And the beautiful thing is a lot of the time they go hand in hand. Cause once you start resonating, once you start getting your messaging, like on point, um, the people are going to be the people that follow you, that you want to connect with are going to feel more drawn to connect with you. Mm. So I'm really, really all about relationship building. So I think that the best way and really the only way because people buy from people is to build those connections. There's a million different ways to do it. Um, but for me, I feel like if you show up, you're building that know, like and trust factor. And that is what's going to lead someone to want to get to know you and do business with you ultimately. Uh, okay, I, I do like that a lot. Okay, but let's go back, because you are from behind the chair, right? You started behind the chair. So what was your like, aha moment? Like, do, are you still behind the chair? Like, first and foremost, like, do you still have clients that you do? I do have clients that I do, yes, like on a very limited basis. Um, and I'm not, I'm not against going back behind the chair, but I knew when I started this business that it required like, all of me. Yeah, yeah. Um, as you know, you are, you know, you're a stylist too. So you know that like your creativity, while you never run out of creativity, like sometimes when you're when you're working behind the chair, when you get home by the end of the day, like you're spent. Like the ideas are are spent. <laughs> so I knew when I started this business, like I did, I wanted to take that little bit of like white space to build this business. Um, now I am back behind like a few days a month kind of thing. So what was my aha moment? Basically, I went to a class um, that was hosted by my now friend, Dawn Bradley. And she asked, her, she had a student in the class because she always does like at the end of her classes, it's like a very open like forum kind of thing, like Q&A. And I remember someone asking a question about social media and like, this entire like no lie every single stylist in this room except for me was like oh my god it's so overwhelming and it was like just this outpour of like how overwhelmed and like stressed out people were with having to show up on instagram and like how to use it and it was so confusing and their efforts weren't working and um at this point like by the time i'd taken this class like i had built up my dream clientele using Instagram. Like only doing services I wanted to do. I was not working weekends. Like I had really, really honed in what I was doing. And I was just like, I can't believe, cause when you know something and when you do something, it seems like second nature. Right. So that was like the light bulb moment that like, okay, like there is such an area that I just want to help people feel less overwhelmed and like help people take control because I had had such great success with the platform that I wanted to kind of share that and like take some of that like heaviness away from it for other stylists. Mm. Okay, so the, I for me personally, I know social media is like a daunting task, <laughs> very daunting. Um, and I know a lot of people do feel that way too, or they're scared, or sometimes they don't even know what to say. Um, and like, we're talking to creatives. All the people who are listening are very much very creative. They're very, you know, artsy. They're, they're creating with their hands. They're making wigs. They're building wigs. Um, so like, what would be like two tips you would give them, you know, from like, I want to say get over the hump, get over that like, like, you know what I mean? Like, do you, do you know what I'm saying? Like that, the just do it. Yeah, yeah some inspo. So my first would be like, like give yourself a break. Like why is it that as stylists and as creative professionals, we will spend all of this time getting education on doing the thing, but then we expect to be like natural marketers and business people. Like. Take the time to learn it and it will become a lot less overwhelming. Like, can you imagine? I don't know any wig terms except for what I've learned from you. Um, but like, I'm sure there are things that like, before you learned how to do it, you were like, how the hell do people do that? Like, that's yeah. amazing. Like, and it look, you look at it and you're like, that's, I'm never going to know how to do that until you learn. And then you know, right? Um, so that would be my first tip. Allow yourself to not know what you're doing. 
like allow yourself the you know the permission to be new and to learn something and to start as a beginner um that's my first word of advice the second is like show up so show up as yourself be authentic be you um, because at the end of the day people want to connect with you and the person behind the page um what you do is amazing but people don't buy what you do they buy why you do it so if you are showing up as yourself and allowing people to really form that know like and trust factor with you that is going to lead to a stronger community a stronger business ultimately so i see a ton of hair people and wig people in particular because i've been you know following all these people and all i see is like photo after photo of their work like the back the color the highlights the wave the beachy waves if i see any more beachy waves um do you know what i mean like and like do you recommend that do you know what i mean like is that like a, a should people be so worried about having that much content like getting the best photo from every client posting you know what i mean like is that the best route to go um so i yeah no that's an awesome question i love that so here's kind of what i would say on that so i think it needs to be part of your strategy but not all of your strategy <laughs> and so many people like something that i teach in my course is like if you if you have like a lot of us fight lighting, right? So we're like, oh my God, we have to get a, a picture of every single person. So we're stressing ourselves out, spending half an hour taking photos in like crappy lighting that we're never gonna use. So I always say like, give yourself permission to not take a photo of every client. When you have bomb lighting and it's working out really, really well, um, then take like 20 because People, for whatever reason, think that every single person that follows them sees every single photo. They do not. So if you want to repost the same client a lot of times, like look at my feed, look at the feed of any Insta-famous hairstylist you follow, chances are you'll probably see like 10, 15 clients that they constantly repost because they make the best photos. Mm. And that's just like the way it is. So, I mean, if you enjoy taking photos, by all means, incorporate lots of them, but... I would say quality over quantity, for sure. Yeah, okay, great. I, um, so in your course, what, what, what made you do it? What made you create this course? This like bomb, like marketing course. I, I know, scary words for everyone. I know, I know very scary words. I'm just like warning everyone who's listening. I know, scary words, marketing, creative people, marketing. I know it's part of it. Uh, we're gonna talk about it. Eee! We're gonna rip off the band-aid. <laughs> I know it's terrifying. Um, honestly, a lot of it was because so um I kept hearing from people, I'm doing everything right on Instagram and I'm not getting any results. And I'm looking and I'm like, okay, so by doing everything right on Instagram, you mean taking nice photos. Because <laughs> that's what everyone thinks that the be all and end all is. Right. <laughs> um and honestly, this morning I saw a distributor, like I won't name names, post a photo of a balayage with the caption, caramel macchiato balayage. And I almost shoved my pen through my eyeball because I was like, I can't even. <laughs> like if I see one more caramel macchiato balayage, like what is this adding? It is white noise. There's a lot of nice hair photos. It's a waste of time. Like don't even bother. If that's the caption you're gonna post, just don't. Um, <laughs> I would say use it as an opportunity to connect. Mm. You don't need to describe the photo because if someone's looking at your Instagram, they can see it. So that is like <laughs> one thing that I would say. Um, so in the course, the reason that I created it is because I wanted to teach people how to narrow in on their messaging. Mm. Um, so like the main, one of the main concepts that I use throughout it is a core content framework. So basically what we do is we break down your ideal client. And this is something like, even if you're listening and you wanna like write this down and try and, you know, try your hand at it, define your ideal client. Because once you figure out who it is that you're talking to, um, you're able to connect with them a lot more. And then I use that ideal client avatar and the really targeted questions to build your core content strategy. So 
Okay, take it so from let's, these are big words for me. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> these are two, four, six, very big words. Um, I mean, I've dabbled, I've, you know, searched, I mean, YouTube University over here uh, for marketing. So could you break those down a little bit? Like, like just, just for the listeners and for myself, because I am a natural blonde, even though I touched up last night, but still a blonde. Um, just so we have a little bit more, they have a little grasp of what it means to you. Because I know everyone has their different way of, you know, one inch is never one inch across the board. <laughs> so yeah, just a little like, home, just, just a smidge, just in case, just for me. So I know okay. what you're talking about when you actually talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good, let me break it down. Um, okay, so do you want me to break down kind of the ideal client and then the core content and just kind of go from there? The core content, because I've talked about the, the niching down and our okay. ideal client, because okay. I'm very big on that because you don't want to sell a Tesla to someone who's only can handle a Chevy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> like that's like I my big thing. I coach you with lace and with wigs, you know. Some people just can't handle it. So I, I think they better. I'm yelling at all of my listeners. You better know what a perfect client is, because I'll be mad at you. Okay. Okay. I love it. So for instance, okay, so basically I break it down into three categories, three content or like caption types. So your main purpose in my course with your captions is to teach, uplift, or tell a story. Those are the three ways that I like to add value. So that's kind of how I break it down. I'm gonna go right in for you. Um, so when, so say one of your caption categories is to teach, right? And then your ideal client, um, Give me an example of an ideal client that your one of your listeners might yeah. have. So, so like, what would they be service-wise? They want um, uh, a parted hairline on a everyday wig that is uh, brown with, you know, like caramel highlights, <laughs> your favorite. Oh. Um, but they want it to be glueless. So they don't want to glue it down every day. So that will be like okay. my, like one ideal client. So we make a glueless wig for these clients. Okay, so then what I would say is like, if you're gonna teach about that, so that is what your ideal client wants, right? So one thing you could teach about would be care. So how you would care for that once you had it, um, the advantages of that over what the other, like the competition. So say you want a glueless, like what is the difference between a glueless wig and like the alternative, right? So mm -hmm. what is the benefit of what you provide and what your client is looking for? Um, you can teach about that. And then when you're teaching, I think always be generous with your knowledge and keep it really concise. So it can literally be one thing. I think a lot of people get in their own heads. Like you could literally have a post or an IG live or whatever about how to brush your wig, right? Like how to like properly detangle it. And like, you know what I mean? Just so that it's like, it's a very um, specific post. Yeah. So that's why when I'm creating the core content, like they're broad categories, and then you just pick something that you can really hone in on. Cause that way, you know, when your ideal client is reading your post, they're like, oh, that's so good to know. Like that's, that's valuable information. Yeah, so I keep um, hearing you say and then, value. Yes, value. Value. Um, I yes. just want to push that because I know we're in the world of, in, in my world anyway, and the people who I tend to have, they're like always like celebrity, 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 celebrity. Oh, let me get my wig into a celebrity's hand. But that's not, I mean, yes, it's a, a, a client that we want, but I feel the value that you keep talking about is what we're missing, even in the industry. Um, so, oh, I completely agree. I totally, and especially because like with Instagram, like a lot of it was, um, how do I get featured, right? Mm -hmm. I've been featured by some like really top industry publications. And let me tell you, it did zero for my business. <laughs> like, We're not gonna talk about that now. So, so some race thing that has happened, yeah. you know, the, the, the drag and the racing. Um, yeah. And the spent to be yeah. featured. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, that's the thing, right? It's like, okay, like maybe it feels good, but like, that's not, that's not the, I mean, at the end of the day, like 
we're in it to make you know money we're in it to make an impact right so if you're wanting to make an impact on your ideal client it allows you to make choices a little bit differently because you're like okay is this really going to push the needle towards what i'm trying to achieve mm. so okay so then the second category would be uplift so this is like inspire motivational any of that kind of stuff um so this is where we go a little deeper into your ideal client. So say, is your ideal client like an entrepreneur, a stay-at-home mom, a you know busy professional? Like, what is it that that you are connecting with? And I know this sounds really specific to a lot of people, um, because I think a lot of the time when we we think about perfect client, we're like, okay, well, I don't want to alienate everyone else. <laughs> yes. You won't. Let me just let me just like check that off for you. Not gonna happen. Um, it's not like your ideal client's gonna materialize and everyone else is gonna melt away and that's gonna be it for you. Um, it's just that by having someone really specific in mind, you're gonna be able to create things and then someone's gonna read it and be like, oh my god, she's like he's talking to me or she's talking to me or you know what I mean. So you're never gonna create that like really deep connection if you don't narrow in. So the uplift can be, I mean, your page is great for this. Like, I love the quotes you post. And when I read it, I'm like, yeah, like starting my day. So like, that's something that probably the people that you resonate with um, will really like is that like uplifting, like motivational content. Right, right. Um, so I, mean, I love them. I mean, I'm also a little sassy. So, you know, <laughs> the butt never hurt ya, you know, so yeah. <laughs> I definitely go a little bit on the tough love side too sometimes. <laughs> um, it's all love though, like very much love. Right, it all comes from my heart. Like that's like, I mean yeah. in general, you know, like when I do say something, I, I have a reason for saying it. So, and I want it to be either a learning experience or a motivational experience or a, a oh, you know what, maybe we never have to do that ever again because- Yes, <laughs> totally. <laughs> well, and a lot of people struggle with this category too if they're not, if it's not something that they naturally get to. So another way that you can kind of think of the uplifting is like, what's a struggle that you face that your ideal client may have faced as well? Like, you know, if it was even something like, um, cause I know with wigs, it's like the very much like the natural, like, and there's like not well done wigs, <laughs> have some really big drawbacks that like well done wigs do not have. Right. Um, I learned this in the last like three days just <laughs> from you. So <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so that's something that you could talk about. Like if you or even like uplifting in the sense that like you might have experienced this. Um, this is how what I offer is different, and this is how it will make you feel. So that's what you want to focus on when you're when you're creating uplifting content it's it's kind of giving your your ideal client permission to get excited about what it is that you offer does that make sense yes yes i'm i'm with you and i'm with you i mean everybody because uh, naturally blonde <laughs> I love it. I feel like we're we're really getting <laughs> to the meat of this project, which I love. Legit. I mean, um, there is no fluff for kids. No. We <laughs> hack off all the fat and get right to the core of how to do it. You know. Exactly. Because like, how much fluff is there? So much. I am so sick of watching one-hour Instagram marketing monologues that teach me nothing. Like, I can't. It really is. I mean, and I, I mean, I've watched so many YouTube videos and so, like, hours. I mean, I've listened to books that are literally, like, post three times a day. Like, this was a book? This was a book. <laughs> this was, I would love a little bit more from a book than just that. Because then, dang, yeah. I'm a billionaire. <laughs> yes. And honestly, too, like the thing about a book and Instagram for me is I'm like, by the time you're done publishing it, it will have completely changed. Legit. Love. So that's why, like, I love the online course concept. Like I have, I have a couple, but like, I love it because it's like, I can literally go in there and switch it. And when people get my course, they get lifetime. Um, so they'll get all the updates because you need them. Like it's not, it's not something that I mean, you can learn once. Just from like, the past four days, you know, Facebook has changed. They're like login system and like messaging system and the dang, you know, fan page thing and the business app. Uh, it's always changing, 
you know, only, I guess the only really good thing is like our industry, the wig industry, there has been some advancement in the field, but to be honest, it has been very consistent. Yeah. It's just that no one has been able to master it really well, you know? So yeah. I feel like that's, I mean, there's more than just that, but that's like one of the great things about my industry is, yeah. that, you know, once you get it, you have it for life. And there's always ways to hack it. There's always different ways of doing things and learning the different techniques. But like, it's not like a full algorithm update that you have to deal with, which I'm the worst. Ooh, algorithm, ooh, use stories. Okay, now I'm gonna do stories and then, oh, I haven't posted in a month. So, <laughs> um, yeah, okay, sorry. I'm, I went on a pitch. It's interesting that you said that though, cause that just sparked something like I, a couple weeks ago and the week before my course launched, cause I'm real brave and I do crazy stuff when it comes to experimenting. I decided I was gonna stop all my regularly scheduled content and just post reels. The reason that I did this is because I saw so many like Instagram experts saying, you need to focus on reels. Reels are it. Like, that's what you gotta do. That's where you gotta spend your time. Right. All this stuff. And I'm yeah. And I'm like, you know, I think it's doing people a disservice. Like, incorporate reels. This was my opinion, right? Yeah. Like, incorporate reels. But like, I don't know that I love the idea of telling everyone to like abandon their strategy and just switch everything over to reels because I don't actually think that's gonna be beneficial. So I was like, I'm gonna try it. Yeah, and so I tried it and my, oh my God, like my reach was down over over 50%. My engagement was down by over 80%. Um, and it, like, it just tanked my analytics completely, Wait. which I, I don't care about that much because I'm like, no, you know no. what? It's an experiment, I'll get it back. I'm not married to the analytics um, for myself because I think it's all about testing, changing, like doing whatever it is. Yeah. But it was interesting to me because I used all the exact same topics. I talked about all the same stuff and a lot less of my people saw it. So therefore it's not always about doing that new thing and shifting your whole strategy. I think it's about building and then adding. So that was the whole thing that I was trying to prove and it did go there. So, which is a relief because if everything got bought up, I would have been like, I guess they're right. <laughs> oh no, oh my gosh. Um, so what would like, what should a typical day of social media be like? Like what's your Ooh. ideal social media day? Okay, so I would say in the morning, you wanna post something that is on your stories that invites engagement. Mm -hmm. Okay. So before you post on your feed, I would say, and like, this can be something super easy. Um, this can be like, I'll take a photo of like my cup and be like, are you a coffee or tea drinker? Mm. Just because people like, like it's a game, right? When I see that, I always answer them. So I'm like, obviously I drink coffee. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. I mean, this coffee already in these little shot glasses. Yeah. So, so yeah, if you post something like that, and then kind of, so I think it, stories are really great. Um, but again, they're not the be all end all. So stories are great because they can get people to engage, um, but they're going to make people a lot more likely to see your feed content as well if you engage. And then I would post um, on your feed and make sure you reply to all the comments, especially within the first hour. Oh, okay. So this isn't something that you need to kill yourself doing either. Like I know a lot of the time we think about like, okay, this is, you know, we have to hit all these marks in order to get the maximum engagement. While that is true, our main thing is we want to add value, right? We want to add value to our audience. So as long as you're posting quality content, I would rather see you post that quality content and then worry about all this stuff after. Mm -hmm. But they're just my kind of, and then, so what I would do then is I would kind of post things throughout the day. So on your stories, I think one post a day is like enough for 90% of people um, okay. with the goal to increase revenue, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So the goal to come into famous, slightly different, but with the goal to create revenue and serve your audience, that is where I would go with that. Um, and yeah, just post up throughout your day. Let people behind the curtain a little bit. 
like let people get to know you. Um, once you've posted on your feed, I always share that to stories with a reason that they should go and look at it. Because just sharing it isn't usually enough. You're gonna wanna say something about like, this is what you'll get from this post, which is why it's so important to add the value. <laughs> so that's kind of what a typical day would look like. I encourage no stress. Um, I really want people, I wanna make it accessible and easy for people to do. So that's, yeah, that's where I'm gonna end my tips. That's what I want you guys to do. Engage, <laughs> engage with the comments on your posts and post your stories and post good content. I mean, I mean, I've taken already 12 notes on my own just listening to this podcast. So just making this podcast this is like a very candid, like coaching call almost. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like legit. Um, but like how, what, what made you, what made you get into hair first off? Like what's your, what's that story? My mom is a hairstylist, um, so <laughs> she started as a shampoo girl when she was 11 years old and then went on to purchase the salon that she worked at at 21. So by the time we moved to Canada, I, she'd already owned two salons. She opened one here. Like she was back in the salon 10 days after having me. So I literally teethed on perm rods. <laughs> um, so, um, so yeah, then I like we had moved countries and I just remember thinking like when I was like, I did my first set of foils on my friend when I was 11 with a box of blondissima and a pencil to section. Um, so I just don't remember there being a time where I, what, I didn't want to do hair. Mm. <sighs> yeah, Legally Blonde came out and I briefly considered law. But then I found out it was like seven years of school and I was like, you know, I don't know that that's for me. So <laughs> thank mean, you, Reese Witherspoon, for that short burst of inspiration. <laughs> but, but yeah. Inspiration though, it's all about the inspo, to be honest. Oh my God. I mean, I like that show for a different reason. Um, so what, what would you give someone new to the industry of like the beauty industry? Like... Uh, I know, like, let's talk to that person. I know I have a ton of up and comers, newcomers. Uh, and I also have like, well, that's the first question. All right. And then like, I'm going to piggyback that on like, and then what do you talk to like the old school people? You know, the people who had to still do like, you know, the written test and, you know, like who've been through it all and they're a little stagnant in their business. Totally different questions, but you know, like, like what, what would you- I love this. Yeah, I love this. Cause I have two, I have both of these as like my coaching students. And so I love the idea of it being so different. So my first advice to newer up and comers in the industry is like, first of all, congratulations. I honestly think this is the best business in the world. Um, and I guess my main advice would be like, you're in control. So don't be afraid to, you know, get the foundations that you need. But at the same time, like your dream is not too big. I remember being new and I remember having people tell me like, oh, you need X amount of years under your belt before you can do this. You need this before you can do this. Um, the access to education is at an all time high. Like, can you imagine like when you started being able to like hop on the internet and get free education from industry grades? Like, uh, I had dialogue. <laughs> Hey, when I start growing up, you know, <laughs> my mother would pick up a phone and there goes everything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, that's kind of like, I think just like absorb as much information as you can. And then like you were a business owner, like, so create a business. That's my advice to new stylists. Like take yourself seriously, learn as much as you can and just treat it like a business. Mm -hmm. Would you suggest a mentor? Oh my God, yes. <laughs> Big, biggest change in my entire life is when I started working with a coach and a mentor. Mm. Um, it's it's so easy to quit when things get hard. Um, and I think that's like the biggest thing is like you, you need to accept if you're gonna do anything big with your life that you're gonna fail. Like, 
<laughs> there are, it, it's not like a, you might That's fail. Real. It's like, <laughs> oh, so you're hurting me. Okay. So real guys. This is so real. <laughs> I'm about to cry. Even though I just had a Q-tip up my nose. I'm about to cry. Okay. Keep going. <laughs> Because, like, I think that's the thing, right? Like, we need to accept, like, you will. So the sooner you can accept it, the less, like, you have nothing to be scared of anymore, right? <laughs> this is real, guys. Um, so real. Like, I'm literally teary-eyed. Like, uh, yes. I feel like I'm the new kid out of school, and you're just telling me this. I'm like, oh. <laughs> but I'm older, <laughs> and I should have known that. <laughs> It's one of those things though, I think it's like, and this came to me like, like, you know, 12, 13 years into my career, honestly, like the amount of opportunity that I have passed up because I didn't think I was ready Ugh. is terrifying, right? Yeah. Like, and so that's like one of my whole things, why I'm so candid about this, because I, I want to say, you know, the next generation, like that, Ugh. that, you know, fear of, of failure because you will fail and it will be okay. <laughs> I mean, and I mean, I, you said like, you know, pass these, you know, you, you pass up these opportunities. So the one, I have one and I have, I have, I have to tell the story. Um, literally I was doing Jessica Chastain's hair and I was taking off her wig and who came to see the show that night? Um, um, Anna Wintour and Calvin Klein. Um, uh, so I'm like, Oh, okay, cool. So then I have the wig. I'm walking out of her dressing room. Anna Winter was like, oh, is this a wig? I'm like, yes. And then I kept walking. <gasps> to this day, I have nightmares. I'm like, oh my God, that was like prime time to be like, yes, this is what a real wig is. Uh, asshole. Hi, how are you? <laughs> To this day, I regret that. Like, I regret not just stopping. Mm -hmm. I'm a retard, but that's okay. And when you look back, when you look back, it's probably like, you don't recognize at the time, but it's probably that imposter syndrome where you're like, who am I to stop and talk to Anna Wintour, right? Like that, that's what it is like in our minds. Um, So that's why like 2020, it's, I, there's been so much awful things that have happened and but this is also the year that I was like I'm just gonna ask because literally the worst case scenario when you ask someone a question is they ghost you or they say no right um if you never reach out it's an automatic ghost or an automatic no so that's kind of where it's like sometimes we gotta like you know, let go of the ego just just a little bit and I naturally like I think it's creative, like all of us come with an ego. That's what makes us great, right? Um, so... <laughs> so we... I wish this was like a podcast, like no one was listening, because like this is like a full-on coaching call right now. I'm going through it 100% of the time. Like, it's just, it's, this is real. Like, I, and I, know, I mean, I hope other people like can connect on this. It's so, just so real, like, everything you're saying so yeah oh my gosh <sighs> okay we're gonna this is a podcast we're gonna continue <laughs> it's good though i think it's like sometimes when we have these breakthroughs it's like okay like this is why i think like conversational podcasts are the best because this is where like the real shit comes out <laughs> I, I, mean, I, I mean i can't do a script to save my life like like my assistant says that and all of it has like but when i'm just being goofball me and just being me it's the best like we get i'm also a deep person if we're not going deep i don't want to be there you know that's why i don't have friends i don't go to parties i'm not like that social butterfly i'm like no 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 one person and we're gonna have a great time um okay what would you say to the the older um seasoned hairdresser who's been through it all been through these changes maybe feeling a little stuck or seeing these newcomers come up maybe feeling a little threatened by them not knowing the 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 new social media you know the twitter you know what i mean like like yeah. what do you say to them you know i think for someone who's been in the industry for longer there's definitely more to unpack 
because there's a lot of those like learned biases and I, I love the word trend because I, I see this so often. Um, actually, I'm part of a group on Facebook and it's called, I don't know if you're in it, but it's, it's this is ironic, but the title of the group is like something about, I'm not going to name it exactly, but it's like something about supporting other stylists. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh, okay. yes, yes. So I see a post the other day and it's like, what is the most annoying thing to you? It was like addressed to seasoned stylist. What is the thing about the new generation of hairstylists that pisses you off the most? Oh. So first of all, I'm like the irony, like, cause when I, it comes up, it's like so-and-so posted in this higher style support group, right? And I'm like, okay, so first of all, the irony of like, what, like, let's come after this new generation um, for, you know, being new in a support group. But then I read the comments and my favorite thing was there was like, a ton of hairstyles that were like more seasoned that were like i think we need to learn from the younger generation i don't think and there was literally not one comment that was saying like yeah they're so annoying it was all like this is what we have to learn like i've been in the industry for 20 years and i have learned more from my assistant in the past four than i did you know for the 10 prior so that really inspired me when i start thinking about season stylists because the beautiful thing about this industry is you're never done learning. That was one of the things that attracted me most to it. And like my mom, like I said, she started as a shampoo girl when she was 11 and she's now 46 years later, she would murder me if she heard me saying her age on a podcast, but anyways, um, still doing hair part-time. And she calls me all the time to be like, Hey, what do you think of this formulation? Like, what toner would you use? What blah, blah, blah. So this woman is like the OG of hairstyling. She's owned, you know, four different salons on two different continents, like amazing. And she's calling me to ask me for my advice because she doesn't think that just because she has experience, she knows it all, right? So I think that's the best thing for like stylists. And I also see a lot of kickback um, against niching down from from more experienced stylists. And it's not because they enjoy doing everything, it's because they were taught, it's like they have to unlearn the things that they were taught before they can kind of accept that growth. And this is not all, this is just like, yeah, and like, I don't want to. I don't want to sound like I'm saying like this is like you know something that's wrong with older styles because I don't believe that. I I think like that generation has created like what we have today. Um, but yeah, I think I would just say like unlearn some of those biases and like allow yourself growth still because if you're still behind the chair, you're not done. So like you can transform things for yourself in a year, in six months, in four months, like allow yourself that ability and that same open-mindedness, I guess. That's what I would say. I love it so much. I, different worlds as from theater, film, union and whatnot, where we have, there is a very big divide, you know? So I'm sure uh, some seasoned hair stylists who are in, in the union are, you know, listening. So I, I personally want to say that too, to everyone, like you never stop learning, you know, like in a hair room of four people, you're as good as your weakest link, you know, and to help that, you know, I've learned so, I am so fortunate to have been brought up in this middle world where I'm on that divide of, getting taught by like the industry, like gurus, and then also trying to help the industry newbies come in. And this this melting pot of where I am, trying to like get them to talk. Cause sometimes, I mean, I think it's a little harsher in, in my industry. Like it's a little bit more cutthroat. Like people are very much like, um, you know, and I wish we had something like this group you were talking about. Like we kind of have one, but it's it's missing a couple things. Um, but like, I still feel there is that, that room for growth and we have to keep learning, you know? And I don't know if that's because in our industry we're recreating time periods. Mm-hmm. So like, let's just pick, you know, 1940s. There is a, there is a 
a finger wave set. There is like a roller set that you have to know in order to do that. Right. So I don't know if that puts us in this mentality of, oh, someone who didn't live through that era or hasn't been doing it for X amount of years, like I know it better. Um, but then I think, I think that goes back to ego and uh, it's it's a different world. <laughs> totally. And I mean, I, I think the thing too is like for, for the greater like general hairstyles, like I always say that like, I think the reason that we're able to, and this is like my corner of the internet that I choose to, like if someone is like overly negative, like I'm just like unfollow. Like I don't, because I I want to create this like happy little place in the industry um, so that we can all kind of like learn and grow from each other. But I think that like competition is a lot of the root of what you're talking about. Um, and a lack mindset too. And whether it's a cultivated lack mindset or an actual lack of work, um, I always tend to think it's more of the mindset, but because I there's a lot of work out there, I don't know if that's the case in your industry. Um, there is so much work that I, oh my, um, from, um, it, there is, there is enough for everyone. And I know right now through through the pandemic, you know, our industry has shut down completely. Same thing with salons, completely shut down. We're even hearing like a new second wave coming through. So I get it, everybody's thirsty, everybody's hungry. And also, I mean, I'm just gonna talk to like the, the, the industry folk that are out there that right now we have all of the cream of the crop of our industry is out of work. Yeah. So don't forget that, like, don't like, and I'm not even trying to like, you know, I'm not every production's first choice, you know? So like, and I've been fortunate enough to get the jobs where I am is two things, I'm available <laughs> and I can still do the job. And then I prove to them that I can do the job. So that's where they hire me again. So like, there's that whole world. And like, there is enough. There will always be enough. Like. And what's meant for you is meant for you. Like, don't forget that part. Like, there's, like, like our journey is our journey. Like, like we we can we pick and choose who we want in our own lives. You know, like even family. We make our own family. We have like, I mean, this is totally off of hair, but it's part of it. You know, we we want to attract those people that we want to to service. You know, we want to have those clients that want us to be there and we want them to be there. So it's just like this, this thing, you know, and then you have to learn how to hone that back from being a therapist and like a haircut taking four hours, you know, you're like, um, we're talking too much. Let's cut your hair a little quicker. Uh, <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. So now people have heard all this. They're so inspired. I am so freaking inspired. Where can they get your class? So it's available on my website. So it is jodybrown.ca and I will send you the links for that too. Yeah. Um, so it is available all the time. Um, there was just a sale that ended yesterday, but there may be another one coming. So get on my mailing list. Because okay, yeah. okay, so uh, jodybrown.co, right? C-A. C-A, C-A. <laughs> Canada. Um, where else can they find you? Where else can they, if they want to just follow you? Because the the sunshine light that comes out of your posts is very much attractful. And it just like, I stop. <laughs> you know, there's a post and we want to like, see what it is. What is she coming out with? And truthfully, like, I don't say copy, but like get inspiration from you. Like just scrolling through your social is so much information that like I feel my listeners can can like like get inspired by. Well even just like I post so many actionable like I'm not like I'm if anything like over generous with my knowledge I think sometimes so I'm cool with that. If I can help you then then by all means. Um so yeah I'm always on Instagram over at it's Jody Brown. Um so yeah, that's the best place to find me. That's where I'm at. And I always love to get to chat to people. So if you have any like questions for me or you need, you know, like you want to connect, shoot me a DM because I'm 
yeah, I'm always on Instagram. I love it. I do that all the time as I'm sitting in a hotel room um, and like just to talk and chat. So guys, make sure you follow her. I am super, so grateful that you made time out of your busy schedule to come on to the Weight Hackers podcast and follow her, find her class, sign up for her class because the knowledge there is already going to be so much more. Um, I think she almost gave away the whole thing here, but you know, I'm sure she gets a couple things out. <laughs> So um, check her out and until next, I'll have you back again because I'm sure there's going to be some kind of algorithm change. I'm going to be like, mm, Jody. You know it. <laughs> All right. Until Thanks next time. Yeah. <laughs>Thank you for listening to this episode of Wig Hackers. Did you get a chuckle out of this one? If you could hit that five-star rating and share with your friends and coworkers, that'd be great. You never know who you're inspiring in the world, and I hope I'm inspiring you. Can't wait to have you laugh with me or at me on the next episode. Till then. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.